our friends the Scots. They yeah. don't dis- they don't disappoint. Not once, not yeah. even in the slightest. Yeah, they're great. They are great. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. On today's episode, which is episode 106 of The Improvement Project, we are catching up with our Scottish friends, Dave and Sean, from the other Improvement Project podcast to see how they're doing, which habits have helped them during the pandemic, and which habits they are now looking to double down on. Yeah, and it's always lovely to catch up with Sean and Dave. Those are two people who we would have never met if we didn't happen to have podcasts with the same name. So strange. So strange. they both had some really interesting anecdotes to share. And I mean, honestly, Peg, how great are their accents? Yeah, their accents are spectacular. Um, yeah, worth it just for that. You got it. So without any further ado, here is our conversation with Sean and Dave of the Other Improvement Project podcast. All right, so I think we are recording. Is that right, Dave? Yeah, we I can around. see it says recording yeah. there. I'm meant to be the tech guy as well. Uh, you're doing yeah. great. Yeah, I, well, I broke our recorder. Um, I, I dropped it. We've got a little Zoom H thing that's about this size, um, but I dropped it and it broke. And I told oh, no. Dave that I'd have it fixed like last week. Sorry, Dave. Okay. <laughs> have, you had a, have you had a lockdown haircut, by the way? I cut my hair myself. <laughs> yeah, I lost my mind. Well and done. Just, yeah, I, it's not. I, it's not perfect, but you know what? You did I'm a great enough. job. Thank you. I'm happy. Jenny cut her it. own hair too. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. I see. I, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to cut a girl's hair. Oh, it, no. It's it's Precious. a situation. <laughs> I wouldn't cut my own hair, but I cut my husband's hair, and it went okay. Yeah, you did a great job. That's good, man. That's good. Did you just let it grow out, or what's, what's your story? Who was that, sir? Me? Yeah, you just. No, I've had mine cut. Oh, I've nice. had mine cut. Yeah, it was a wow. it was a three day job, um, <laughs> between between my and my wife Jenny. So um, yeah, we got there. I've just just yeah, more for, like just tidied it up. It was the nice. round the back was getting a bit just scraggly, so yeah, mm-hmm. of course. it had to be dealt with. It's definitely easier to be a girl right now. Oh, I can well like longer hair. Let it yeah. grow. so kind of speaking i mean we're talking about these uh quarantine haircuts but Mm. kind of uh, i mean we we kind of know what's been going on here but we're a little bit more limited in terms of knowing what's been going on in other countries so Mm -hmm. what has everything kind of like when i assume you guys went into a lockdown when did that happen where are Mm -hmm. you at now i'd love to know Uh, we went into lockdown what was it dave 23rd of March, is that right? You know the exact date. I don't remember. Oh, what I know a guess. It was like mid to late March. Yeah, um, so it's been over three months now. Over mm. three months. Um, and if I'm being honest, I don't know if our country has any idea what they're doing. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Don't get me wrong. They've, they've handled it pretty well on the whole. They, they really have. But they've focused, I think, more on preserving the economy than, rather than beating the disease. Really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if we look at people like New Zealand, they'd shut yeah. down everything really quickly and just got rid of it. Whereas yeah. we've sort of went, okay, well, let's, let's put everyone into lockdown and pay their wages for a little while and see how it goes. But it didn't, yeah. the virus is still there. Yeah. You know, it's still out there. All we've done is just avoided it. So when we all come out, it's still going to be there. Well, they just so are things reopening there for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So in Scot- so the in the UK, each country's I guess doing their own thing. So mm-hmm. England started to ease restrictions. Um, 
I think it was maybe two weeks ago. Or five, no, it's probably longer than that, actually. It's, it was a few weeks ago, at least. So Scotland's probably a couple of weeks behind. So we're now in what's called phase one. Okay. Um, although I think we're in phase two now. We, I think we've just, we just into moved phase into two. phase two. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. So now you can, um, I think, hang out with a couple of families. You are encouraged to still not socialize with more than groups of eight um and you still need to be two meters apart mm-hmm. you i think you can um if you are single and living alone you can now go and spend the night at someone else's house hey now that was a weird rule wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i think it's more for like you know probably for like elderly people who have mm. like been living by themselves or, you know, anyone yeah. who's kind of been isolated in that way, they can now mm. go and like stay with friends or relatives or mm-hmm. their, their, yeah. uh, it's been quite a, a strange one though. But, well, I have been reading news stories on it saying that it's illegal to sleep with people outside of your own household, which <laughs> I thought was, well, it's not illegal. I don't think it's no, illegal. That, that's what the, that's what the article said. Now there's no way you can police that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So yeah, oh it was gosh. there was some strange strange um, news stories come out from from it. But basically, they're just capitalizing on the mess that that it, what it is because they're making up half truths and stories that are not formed mm-hmm. yet and things like that. But I think on the whole, we're doing okay. Um, yeah. I'm just losing my well, the, the chief medical officer in Scotland lost her job because <laughs> yeah, she she, she got found out for. Dry, you know, she, she was part of the the team that's telling everybody to stay at home and these are the rules and yet she got caught going to her holiday home I can't remember how many miles away it was but then oh, wow. the hypocrisy is that then in England um one of the prime minister's like main um civil servants wasn't this the got, guy Cummings wasn't it yeah Dominic Cummings yeah, yeah, Dominic he Cummings. got caught driving I know miles away or something. Miles to go yeah. see family, and there's a whole big thing about that. Yet he kept his job, so it's kind of, it's it's just. I don't know. I've tried not yeah. to be too bothered or take yeah. too much notice of what's going on. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been it's been a strange strange old period. But what what's been happening in Canada anyway? How is it? Is it been? It sounds eerily yeah. similar. Yeah, oh, it does really? sound okay. quite similar. We're in now. It's called phase two. Uh, but that's for sort of the surrounding areas of Toronto and the GTA. (laughs) Toronto, I think, is still in phase one or maybe just entering phase two. They have more cases in the big city than they do sort of in our surrounding areas. So they're sort of doing it regionally in that way. But um, same kind of thing. We now can hang out with, you can choose another family. And they don't (laughs) call it this, but what I call it is a quarantine. quarantine. (laughs) So then you can have another team um, to hang out with. My nieces really want to hug me and I really want to hug them. So oh. we're still figuring out if we're going to be on the same quarantine so then I can hug them. Um, yeah. that's, that's, but, a tough, uh, that's a tough part, isn't it? And yeah, I've, been, I've been speaking to my, like, my neighbors and things like that and they're saying like, it, the toughest part is not seeing the grandkids. Um, yeah. You know, I've sort of been breaking that rules of a monastery and the nieces and nephews and things. Well, they're, they're too young to understand it and you don't comprehend everything. So it's... It's yeah. really hard to say, oh, no, stay there, you know, stay two meters away from me. Oh, my gosh, um, I know. I know. It's so quite heartbreaking, hard. actually. Yeah, you well, should, Jenny, you should tell the story of um, when Ethan finally got to hug your mom. Oh, it was, it was pretty sweet, actually. Him, so my son and my mom, are they have quite a, a cute relationship, and, and he was pretty excited to see her. It was very, very sweet, and mm-hmm. he ran up, and you could tell he was almost kind of nervous to do it. And uh, he ran up and gave her a hug and the two of them were just so, so excited. And then it was funny because I was just kind of standing there and my mom kind of just looked at me and I looked at her and I was like, did, did you want a hug? You could tell she's like, oh. if I have to. <laughs> but the grandparents just really want to hug their grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty tough. But um, no, yeah. hopefully we're, we're coming out of it soon. I've been reading on the news and things like that that um, the schools are opening up in August again without oh, okay. any restrictions. That is that when out. your school usually starts? Uh, after the, the summer holiday, yes. yeah. The schools, yeah, schools start mid-August over here. Oh. Uh, well, in Scotland, in England, they open in September. September yeah, that's so where they, we are. They, have yeah, a, they finish later and then start back later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's good for us in Scotland because it means that like June sort of late June's a really good time to go on holiday because mm-hmm. all the English school kids are still at school. So you don't yeah. really like, oh, yeah. get that good like, point. heat yeah. summer. Oh, so we nice. definitely benefit from that. 
Yeah. So oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting. But yeah, they're opening up in August without any restrictions, according to, wow. to um, our that deputy minister, I guess you'd class them as. Um, right. And then the pubs and things like that, are, the bars are opening up in July, from what I hear. I don't yeah, know if that's true yeah. yet. But. Well, there's a, lot, there's a lot of businesses now shaping up to open up mm-hmm. next month. I think mid, mid-July, apparently, is when a lot of stuff's going to start opening up. And I think bars and clubs and or like hospitality venues mm-hmm. i think they got to put measures in place to still i think have some form of social distancing but they can start trading again which is going to be right. pretty big yeah, yeah. And, um, the, the one of the funniest things i've experienced is our daughter emily who's she'll be four in october and she's um <laughs> so when we started telling her about you know that there's this virus it's the coronavirus she got in her head that it's the corona pirates Amazing. that the corona pirates are going to come and get get us so we all have oh. to be careful we have to watch out for those corona pirates oh my gosh oh, that's she's adorable sweet. yeah she's the sweetest thing <laughs> i know and she can't wait so she she knows it's it's lockdown so she's been looking forward to open down she can't wait for open down <laughs> that we can all go and like hang out Sorry. with family and see people and and hug grandparents and, and all that jazz. Ah, so. It's going to be brilliant, honestly. I, so I, you were talking about pubs being open. So here, one of the things in our phase two is that restaurants and bars can be open, but only on the patio. So they can't, no, people can't go inside the restaurant, yeah. but they can have oh, a drink okay. on the patio. I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, which yeah. is going to be tough because none of our, like, I would say a handful of our bars have, have that. Um, because oh, it's you don't, it's not as common to have a patio, is what um, you're saying? Well, no, totally. well, you don't really, you don't get the weather here. Like, not really. The weather oh, good call, yeah. In order for, you know, hospitality venues to then mm-hmm. have that demand for outside space. I mean, more and more places do, I think, because the mm-hmm. culture's, I guess, been changing. It's, it is getting that mm-hmm. way. But the, the problem that we're facing with it is we simply don't have the space to accommodate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all making built, changes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's mainly all office buildings that's getting built here recently, but I think that's going to change now since we're yeah. all sort of downsizing our offices because we've all realized that actually we don't need this giant space. Yeah. So I can all do it from home. Work from home. Woo-hoo. So <laughs> speaking of which, I mean, that's been such a change to be working differently. And, and I found like just that massive, you know, immediate change to the way we were living our lives. I mean, we were suddenly at home. Some of us were working. Some of us weren't. I, I found it had a pretty drastic impact on my habits. And, you know, since habits is what we kind of talk about and improvements, I'm kind of wondering, am I alone in that in terms of being someone whose habits were starkly impacted? How's it been for you guys? Dave, do you want to take this one first? Well, for me, I've been like, it, I say this with empathy because I've had overall this experience has been positive for me because I was already working from home. I've been working from home now for about two and a half years. The only real kind of big shift was that my wife and daughters were around a lot more. So I had to shift my routine to, I guess, be a bit more available at feeding time at the zoo, basically, yeah. you know, to help my wife out. And um, but other than that, I've been super fortunate that Jenny's been on maternity leave, so she's been able to look after the girls, which has given me space to work. So like, so super grateful for that. Um, mm. And yeah, the, I because when I first started working from home, I had to go through that transition period of you know not being distracted by all the stuff that you need to do at home and you know and probably maybe taking a little bit more time out than you should be doing um because there's a bit of a novelty factor around mm-hmm. you know, working from home now and kind of getting used to that freedom and, yeah. and not caring so much about what you wear and you know i eventually packed away all my suits and you know just there's a lot of there's a process effectively that you have to go through yeah um but one of the things i've been encouraging with the people that I guess I work with, that I engage with, is around, you know, exactly this habit. So you're asking them about their routines and and making sure that, 
I guess they're conscious of the importance of having a routine, particularly when we're in such an uncertain period of time, because that uncertainty is what can cause people so much pain because Mm -hmm. they don't know what's going to happen. So the brain will just make up, you know, we'll just try and rationalize what's going on, even if it's not true. Yes. That's a really good point. Intentional about how we spend our time then we can take control, spend time on things that we want to do rather than just fill our time with stuff that doesn't really serve us. Um, so yeah, I've kind of, I felt quite responsible actually for you know, putting myself out there more because of what I do as a coach. Sure. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, I've created a new business as well off the back of this whole experience nice. um, called wow. Heart Centered Leaders. And that wouldn't have happened, I think, were it not for you know, being in this more, you know, concentrated experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I feel like I'm kind of thriving through this rather than just allowing it to. And what about down. things like, you know, when we think about exercise or eating or any of those like kind of habits, um, I know I had the experience of kind of some bad habits sneaking back in. Cause it was like, it's a global pandemic. I can, I'm going to give myself Might a little well. comfort. Well, and also to add to that, Jenny, um, a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed a friend of ours, Tommy Caldwell, who's um, sort of a health and wellness guru. And he, the way he described it is that a lot of people have jumped into what he said is the never ending weekend. And this Mm -hmm. kind of resonated with me because at the beginning when I wasn't working and John wasn't working, I was like, all right, well, I guess we should have another drink. So (laughs) then it was, every day was the same because there was no Monday morning to get us back into routine for the week. And so every day became this Mm -hmm. sort of never ending party overshadowed by this ambient anxiety of a global pandemic and the crisis we were all trying to adapt to. Mm -hmm. So um, we've, you know, pulled in the reins a little bit and are out of the never ending weekend, especially because I'm back to work and he's back to work. But -hmm. I think that for a lot of people, that was something that happened to their health uh, habits around eating and drinking and potentially exercise goes along with that. Mm -hmm. How about you, Sean? Oh, I've lost my mind. (laughs) (laughs) A wee bit. Sean has had a different lockdown experience. Uh, To be honest, no, mine's just been very up and down. I've I've had to take the rough Mm -hmm. with the smooth on this one. Um, I like you just said there, Peggy, it was sort of a never ending weekend to start with. Everyone went into holiday mode except for me and my household because mm-hmm. my, whole, my whole family was um, either furloughed or um, one of them was made redundant. And it, like, one is still on full pay but can't actually work because they work for the local council and that's fine. But um, yeah, I've still got a, the full time job to do, but I do it from home, which I had done in the past but there's just a lot more people wandering around and contacting me now, which is really irritating. Uh, that being said, uh, talking about habits and things like that, yes, I've, I've not gotten, I don't get up as early because the commute is mm-hmm. far shorter now. It's just across the hall, which is great. Yeah. Um, I've sort of, like David, you were talking about um, packing away your suits and things like that. Dave will attest to this. This t-shirt, I've got nine of these t-shirts and I've worn it every day of lockdown. <laughs> Yeah, the dark gray t-shirt, I'm still rocking. Uh, it reminds me of Matt Diavella. Oh, that's true, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wears the same thing every day for yeah. no reason. <laughs> There's something to be said for it. It's I'll one less what, decision, it's, right? Yeah, it takes up, it um, frees up my mind for more important things. But yes. I, I very quickly, it was about 10 days into lockdown where I decided that this is this is not for me. This I, um, I'm very much an outdoors person. I like to be... Uh, hiking or cycling or running or whatever, doing something, but I couldn't do that. Yeah. So I decided to kind of 10 days in, I decided to focus my energies elsewhere um, and started learning new things, which oh, was quite okay. cool. Um, so the first thing I learned was uh, lock picking. I have no idea what? why. Yeah. Lock picking. So was just, that on your list? Yeah, it was. It was, but I have no oh, idea awesome. why it's there. So I, I, I taught myself how to lock pick and I, eventually broke into my own house that's how I knew I could do it so. oh my gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious uh, that's that was, awesome yeah well I locked myself out of the house and then posted the, cre- the key so I couldn't actually get back in until I broke in so that was good oh um, my gosh that yeah, a is a riot than I wanted to um but then no then um then I started moving on to things I, I took up yoga um huh. uh, things like that and now I'm learning Japanese 
Oh so my gosh, I'm you're be being very while. productive. I'm trying to be productive, yeah, but I, I was testing it out on my, <laughs> my partner. And I, I, I said, good morning, how are you in Japanese? And she said I was being dramatically racist. <laughs> I, do, I don't know why like she just said that that's very racist now what's racist about it is that is it the accent uh, it can't be the accent because you have to pronounce certain words certain ways so it can't really you can't really change that otherwise it doesn't sound right but can you say it, it for us it's, it's ohio organ oh god organ das kuraka i think it is holy good for you um, but I, yeah i've been slowly learning it i've been get, i've been getting there pretty pretty good because we've got plans to go to japan next year so I wanted very to cool. some of it, but she realized what it was very quickly when I spoke in Japanese to her. It was my face. <laughs> you got a racist what face. What do you mean? Yeah, I, you apparently mean? I'm very subconsciously racist. <laughs> which oh is my god! But like, I just got into this really smiley Zen mode, and it was like this. <laughs> people listening won't be able to see it, but like, oh hell, like that, <laughs> and I could not stop myself from doing it. <laughs> That is phenomenal. Now I've got to stop learning Japanese because of it. Well, that's (laughs) awesome. Well, and it's funny because before all of this, like, I mean, when Peg and I started our podcast, we used to do these monthly habit Mm -hmm. challenges and we did that for a year. And then we kind of moved on and talked about kind of more broad topics and we did interviews and all of that. And the really funny part was kind of in the midst of all of this, we decided for the month of June, we were going to go back to doing a monthly habit challenge. And we challenged each other and our listeners to get active for 20 to 30 minutes a day, every day. And it it was funny because it suddenly made me feel so much better just having something Mm. to kind of focus on and to get moving more. Uh, It got really easy to be sedentary when we were kind of stuck at home. I mean, you know, we would go for walks, but for a while there, our weather was very strange here. (laughs) And so it got really easy to just kind of get sedentary. So it's been nice to kind of get back on that and get your Mm. mind into that good mode again, because like I said, you know, I was really using the loophole of it being a pandemic for a lot of terrible habits um, to kind of creep back in. So it's been interesting to kind of get back into that. Are you guys thinking, is there anything that you guys are working on right now in terms of your habits? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get back to a normal sleeping routine, actually. Oh, okay. Um, which I never realized was a problem until I only had three hours of sleep the other day. Because I, went, I went to bed at about three in the morning just because I could, you know, because you don't have to get up for very much. And then yeah. no excuse. Well, I, you have no children. That's yeah. true. I don't. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but no, we, we, we actually, we did a, a my, myself and my family did a quarantine quiz. Um, these trivia quizzes that's virtual. You, you guys must have done quizzes. This has like been the thing over in the UK. Everyone's been doing quizzes over Zoom. Yeah. Everyone's oh, cool. Doing, oh, really? That's a way no, to like quizzes a, over Zoom. At least as far as I know, that's not a thing. Oh, oh you missed out. We've, we've done one pretty much every week for the last two months, uh, which has been great. Um, but we started off by doing, by doing a physical one, actually. That you, you may want to steal this from us. Um, it's the, we called it the Q-Olympics. Um, so oh basically quarantine Olympics. Everyone submitted a video of doing hilarious things um, and see who won. It was great. Some oh, of them were silly. So fun. Some of them were silly. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll maybe upload them um, to the to our website so you can see them. I'll send a link. So, to I'm curious. Then, when you say you're looking at getting more sleep, what kind mm. of strategies are you going to use to try and do that? Are you going to set a bedtime? Or you, what's your kind of thoughts? Actually, yeah. Well, it wasn't so much a bedtime, but I set a wake up time. And, um, okay. And I, kind of, I, I sort of. I don't know if I'm doing it the right way. Um, maybe, maybe you guys could offer some advice on this one. But instead, in terms of setting a bedtime, I've always found myself, if I do that and go to my bed, I lie there for hours. So I just, I just don't fall asleep. I don't sleep long, but I do sleep well. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do is I set a wake-up time instead. Okay. So even if I have one hour of sleep, I must get up at that time. And then I'm hoping the next night when I try to, uh, I will fall asleep early because I'm not tired. It's probably not great for you, but... I don't even know if it's going to work. I think it's yeah. a good idea. Nice. I think it's a worthwhile pursuit. Sleep makes <laughs> such a big difference. Mm. Mm. I yeah, definitely try big. and focus on getting up at a consistent time in the morning. Yeah. What time do you get up? I aim to get up at six. Yeah. Um, I like the word then, aim there. That was good. Well, yeah, because it doesn't happen every day. 
you know, yeah. that's just that's just I a fact. But I, because I would normally be DJing part time, you know, in normal times. Um, but because I'm not doing that, it's given me the opportunity to have a more consistent. Oh well, yeah, definitely. You'll know, you know, get up and and go to bedtime. But then you also got a factor of little ones and mm-hmm. you know, them getting up and d- disrupting your sleep and so on. But um, but no, overall, I've definitely found getting up at that kind of consistent time is, is definitely helping me to the point where I'm starting to beat my alarm some days and I'm like buzzing, like, yeah, I've done it. Um, but then I follow that up, try and have like a bit of a routine in the morning. First thing you do is hydrate, you'll drink a, a lot of water and then try and do some kind of exercise movement and then... You know, by that point, the girls are probably awake and then kind of get involved in their breakfasts and um, but also just try and think about the day, plan ahead, maybe even journal a little bit or um, or write, you know, practice some gratitude. It's something I mm-hmm. want to kind of get into more of a habit of is, is doing that. Just, yeah, you know, thinking about three things I'm grateful for, but also why I'm grateful for them and actually feel it. Yeah. it just get into that, you know, that sort of positive state. I think that's a great one to work on right now, especially. Mm. Yeah. Well, especially if things have changed. And as you were saying, Sean, there's a lot Mm. of uncertainties and, you know, some people have lost their job and all the rest of it. There's still some things that you can find to be grateful for, despite all of that craziness. I didn't work for three months and that was the first time in my adult life that I've never had work. So I'm grateful to be back for work. But even during that time, there was so Mm. much that I was grateful for. So I think Mm. it's an important habit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it definitely is. I mean, we've been, I've been trying to do them so, um, more consciously, trying to still trying to improve myself without causing any issues in regards to the lockdown, I guess. But it's it's actually really tough to do, mainly because I've lost all accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? uh-huh. it's far too easy for me to say, "Oh, I can't do that because you know we're in lockdown." Yeah, um, and I have I have done that a few times. I've broke through it quite a lot but there's there's been times where i've said that to myself and i've just accepted it uh, yeah <laughs> just accept give, it. give yourself a bit of grace in this time and too, that's right? something that we that yeah. peg and i have been saying mm. and um kind of through this is you know we we do focus on improvement but obviously you know we want to give ourselves some grace because when you are in the response to a stressful situation such as a global pandemic we can't expect ourselves to operate as normal. No. But at the same time, um, you know, there comes a point, and I think that's where Peg and I were kind of feeling where we felt ready to kind of move on from that state. And we're trying to find ways to get ourselves into not, I don't want to say the expression, the new normal, because it's, it's been very much overused here, but just kind of a different way of being. And doing yeah. the things that we yeah. know work for us. Yeah. Um, hey, funny. speaking of things that we know that work for us, I want to ask Sean and Dave this. Mm. So one of the things that was a comfort to me in particular during the whole time of the lockdown was interacting with Jenny every week, putting out the podcast every week. It was the thing that I could sort of come back to as a <laughs> sort of a guidepost that we did every single week and we didn't miss a week and it was comforting for me Mm -hmm. so what Mm -hmm. i've noticed on the socials is that you guys with your podcast have been putting out more content more consistently so is that something that maybe resonates with you same kind of thing i actually don't think so to be honest i think it's because we switched up the 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 way that we do it um, okay which has been quite cool um so the way the way that we've actually started doing the podcast now is we 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 set out a day um pretty much one per month and then blitz through about six or seven episodes if we can't well it's mainly four i would say only four um, or five yeah yeah and then what well, we do as many as we can in the day and then set them set them for for the month so it's it's been quite good that way but i, I will admit that it does mess up the timeline a little bit because in about two three weeks when we're probably out of lockdown we'll still be saying that we are in lockdown on our mm. podcast um, right. but, That's cool. but i think people will understand you know um yeah but yeah you are right i mean consistency was key for that really um i think it's we, we, i need I, obviously we all need something to focus on this has certainly been one of them um since you know things like work has not been as busy um easy to spiral um i have seen i have seen people spiral pretty pretty dramatically um, yeah. Like, like, not even in bad ways, though. I mean, there's a fun little anecdote. Is um, I went to see my dad the other day, and he's because he's been furloughed from his job. 
um, since lockdown, he has not worn socks in three months. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, why, is, like, why is that a thing? <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah, I, I mean... Say, I'm, I'm rarely wearing socks, actually. I've got like um, right, Tom's or... Or flip-flops on. I'm loving it. It's too hot to wear socks. We were talking about that. And it was funny because prior to this, when I would go to an office, I would wear, you know, heels and a blazer and all of that. And I've I've had that moment of like, I wonder if my feet wonder what's going on with, you know, me only wearing like sandals and running shoes or no shoes at all. Absolutely. And it's just such a strange feeling to have not worn heels when it's something mm-hmm. that you did kind of most days. And one of the most frustrating things was about a week before this all happened, I found the perfect black blazer (laughs) and it just had the right amount of stretch. It was comfy. You could wear it. It had great pockets. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing this all the time. And I got it on like the Friday. And then by that Monday, everything was shut down. And the thing is sitting in my closet with the tags on it. Jenny, why aren't you wearing it right now? I know. Go get it. A, that would be a little weird. <laughs> Not at all. It's important to get dressed up in your own house for no reason. Yeah, I like oh, a blazer on top and track pants below. Speaking <laughs> of getting dressed up, I don't know if you guys saw, but one of the things that I got inspired by Jenny, because she told me that Jimmy Kimmel was doing formal Fridays. So for the, I think it was nine or ten weeks in the middle of lockdown, every Friday, my husband John and I put on formal attire and we made dinner and we had hashtag formal Friday and like had sort of a fun date every week just to kind of change up the monotony of lockdown. So no, that I was kind see, of one I of the cool see things. That, I did see that actually. On your Instagram page, I did see that. I thought it was quite clever. Yeah. You could put on a bow tie with your black shirt every day, Sean. Oh, that would be great if I actually owned a bow tie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe no, you could just draw one on once a week. <laughs> I would I would easily draw one on here. That would be quite cool. But yeah, I mean that that's something that we've certainly noticed anyway. Um with like my work and um we've we've pulled the trigger on getting rid of our office because we don't need it. Um Really? But, yeah. Oh wow. But but the more uh, the the better thing in my opinion is people have started to dress down every day. Um the reason for it is when you're on a Zoom call, nobody cares what you're wearing, you know? It's fantastic. So now we run a very streamlined, um, very low cost overheads business that is very casual by on the face of it, you know? Isn't it interesting? And I, I feel like this has been a fascinating thing that if you did it on a personal level would have taken years and years, <laughs> but what a really quick way to know exactly what's important. Well, that's what I was actually about to say, because we very quickly realized what's essential. Yes. Lives, you know, I mean, the, the, the black, I'm sorry to say, but the black blazer is probably not an essential, <laughs> you know, it's, it it's felt pretty it's, essential. It before that. That's the thing. It would have, I think we've all <laughs> taken a step to realize that we were all putting our priorities in a different way, mm-hmm. uh, but we've all had, we've all been forced into realizing it. It's, it's been well, really and it was interesting too. I noticed, um, even I found because, and I, I'm guessing it was the same for you where we were very much encouraged, like grocery stores were still open, but we were encouraged to shop as infrequently as possible. Mm-hmm. And I found a tremendous amount of relief in that of having to kind like just having less options felt great where it was like okay we got to plan ahead and if we don't have that thing well you know what like you figure it out and it was so interesting how before if we had run out of something i would have run out and and got it it would have felt very important but during this it was like oh you just kind of figured things out and it was funny because i sensed myself as things opened back up and people got more comfortable going out i felt Mm -hmm. a little sad because i kind of liked the simplicity yeah. of that time. It's, it's sort of taken away greed, if, you, if and honestly. Um, what I did notice was I was very surprised at what people considered essential in, this, in the stores. Um, for, I, I'm not even sure if I can still get it because I've not looked, but for months you couldn't buy flour, which I yes. thought was really strange. Yeah, struggle. Yeah, struggle. Yeah, that's such a strange one, I thought, because I've never thought of that being an essential for every home. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like well, pasta, I understood. Yeah. yeah. Pasta, I understood. Rice, I understood because it's long shelf. Um, but but flour was was a strange one because I didn't think everyone was into baking and things like that. But I don't think they were. But I think they got pretty <laughs> serious because I know for us we had a big time shortage here as well of like yeast for making bread mm. and doughs, and uh, 
it became kind of a joke where like, I know even myself, like I can't tell you how many countless loaves of banana bread I made (laughs) and consumed (laughs) and like just baking bread as well. And I don't know if it was over there, but like here people got really into making sourdough. That's actually true. I've, I've known about six people. Uh, I've spoken to six people on Zoom calls. It's, I'm making sourdough bread in my slow cooker of all things. Okay. So Some of us made it into this house. You should. It's amazing. But the banana bread I'm buzzing about because my, my wife does not like bananas. Don't agree with her. But oh, okay. she has, she's taken one for the team and she has made <laughs> loads of banana bread. But banana bread that's got like chocolate chunks in it oh yeah oh, yeah. some cinnamon on the top so man you'll thank me good do you guys put peanut butter on your banana bread i can't no, I just, because I i'm allergic to nuts butter. oh well yeah, yeah then that wouldn't work for you sean <laughs> yeah no uh yeah but i did get poisoned once by my partner um, oh my gosh yeah i'm pretty sure she did it on purpose yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> i'm hoping that was an accident yeah she gave me a piece of a chocolate bar that had nuts in it but she, i don't think uh-huh. she realized it had nuts in it and that was was fun that's a situation (laughs) yeah but but it's all good but no um yeah i realized that it was essential um flour was the essential item that everyone was was looking for and interesting no one touched the fruit yeah (laughs) did you guys have the big um toilet paper fiasco over there that we had here Yes. So that wasn't limited to here. Okay, that's good. No, I think that was a global thing as well. That was just as bad. Doesn't it make you wonder? This is what I'm finding really interesting. So as things kind of open up and here they're kind of predicting that potentially in the fall that we could head into another one of these situations where we go back into lockdown. And I kind of wonder... I'm wondering if we will have some lessons learned that now as we go into lockdown again, what will we know? What will we do differently? I know for me, I know I will be much more conscious because I think I know a bit more what to expect, but I don't think I'll be seeking all of that kind of comfort that I was through um, eating all of the banana bread and (laughs) all of the bad things that I was eating and saying, well, Mm -hmm. whatever, this is what feels good right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I think for me, I know that, okay, exercise every day, at least 20 minutes of walking. That's important. Drinking water, all those kind of like, I don't know, keystone habits that are really kind of just the building blocks to other things. Mm -hmm. If you guys, you know, thinking about if you had to go into lockdown again, is there anything that you would kind of be intentional about? Probably my phone actually say more about that um well because i because i'm a very much an outdoorsy person as i said um so because i can't do that i've inevitably found myself replacing that with technology Mm. um playing games on the phone and i think i spent a good six hours on my phone one day and i was just horrified at myself for it um so i think i'd be more intentional with it because I i think the last time we spoke I had my my classy looking flip phone that I had. Yes. Uh, but it, I've I've gone back to my my smartphone, which really annoys me, um, mainly because I use it so often. It, it's it's a great piece of kit, but I'm I'm far too quick to judge it, you know, and jump for it. So yeah, I think I'd be more hmm. intentional with that. Hmm. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Um. Well, something that I've been asking myself or a question that I've been trying to kind of hold in my mind is what what are the things that I'm doing now that I wasn't doing before lockdown that I want to keep doing mm. good question yeah cool and um and certainly one of the things I'm going to miss um because this was kind of inevitable anyway was being able to like sit down at lunch and have lunch with my wife and the girls because mm-hmm. when you know, when lockdown does finish, then the girls will end up going to nursery, childcare, grandparents, Jenny will go back to work. So, um, so yeah, I'm really going to miss that. So, but that's made me think, well, how else can I, what else can we do to make sure we kind of, you know, have that kind of time, that connection. And I think, you know, like dinner times in particular, just all sitting down together and yeah. making sure that we actually do kind of spend that time is going to yeah. just become more valuable and more important. Um, I mean, other than that, I think just trying to continue to maintain, in fact, one thing that I've fallen victim of or foul to is actually spending too much time doing Hmm. because 
it's interesting how you know, you've noticed that your experience has been like it's that kind of weekend every day whereas my experience has almost been the opposite like i've i've worked weekends i've worked evenings i've worked way more actually than i normally would have done because i've been creating so actually for me it's about finding enough space and time so that you know i guess i can practice what i preach that i've got space to be creative space to you know practice self-care space to do stuff that you know fills me up rather than just doing 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 all the time which i think is you it's very easy to kind of get into that state i would agree with that and i definitely share the experience of when you don't (laughs) i know for me especially because i was going to an office before it becomes very strange when you don't have that separation um I did work mm-hmm. from home a little bit, but I mean, certainly not like now where it's all the time. And when there's no separation between work and home, it's really easy to slip into overworking because um, you're just, it's right there and it's easy to just pop back in when you see an email. And I, I think it was actually Matt Diavella that I heard say something about this. And he said, you know, at first we were all really concerned with like how to best work from home. And then it quickly became obvious that the real problem was how to home from work and how to then unplug (laughs) and just be home and have that downtime because it's so important, but it's easy to just kind of keep ourselves busy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things um, I do is I, well, I have, I block out time between like quarter to five and, and eight and I put my phone away, um, but also I I'm still haven't kind of mastered this yet, but when I'm finishing work, I try and just spend even like three minutes or five minutes just meditating, just like doing mm. some breathing, just clearing the space so that I'm kind of punctuating that. I'm right, I'm finishing work now and I'm moving into being daddy. I'm moving into this, this yeah. other space. And I think yeah. that's a great way to then get that separation so then you're not like carrying the to-do list or the stuff that you haven't yet done yet but you need to yeah. do with you and then being distracted and not being present with those people that are really important to you i think that's a really good point and i've heard even some people say that they will physically change their clothes to kind of signal themselves mm-hmm. i know for me i even i use a specific mug that has my work logo on it when i'm working and then i use a different oh, mug. such a good idea what a <laughs> subtle well, little idea that is and you know what i was thinking sean you could change from one of your t-shirts into a different one just the same gray t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> Subtle, but uh, yeah, you know, subtle, makes a difference. It, it does make the difference. One, one of the things I've done lately is um, I've, and I think it stems from the idea. It's not so much the stems um, from I can't separate work and home. It's the fact that I've never gotten time to myself because we're all at home and things like that. So I just I just go out in my car for a little while, um, and do what it like, just blast some music or something like that. Or and yeah, yeah Dave will know. I, I drive end to end the bypass road of of where we are, so it's it's like thirty miles or something like that. So oh, okay. Uh, so the, yeah, that that's certainly done. I got I got pulled over twice though from the police asking me where I'm going. Really? So, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, it turns out they do enforce the law on that one. So yeah, where are you going? I, went, I just needed to get out of my house. I, went, I understand. And let me go. So yeah. that was good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was quite nice. But yeah, that's something that I've certainly done. I might change the I might change the the t-shirt into another gray t-shirt. Yeah. It's, if or I'm just, honest, I might just go this. tops off. Just take your top off and just it's, do it. Like certainly that weather now, Dave. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, to be honest, that's probably a habit that I'm thinking of keeping. Um, because what I did find out that when I started doing this for the first five weeks or something like that, no one actually noticed that I'm wearing yeah. the same t-shirt. So I'm just probably going to keep going with it yeah. and see how long it lasts. Yeah. And it's so funny because I've heard a lot of people talk about that in regards to the clothing and minimizing your wardrobe. And they say, you know, people have done these experiments where they'll wear the same thing for three months and Mm -hmm. no one says anything. And it's that funny thing of like, you think everyone will notice, but everybody's so in their own little world. No one, you know, (laughs) to to notice and then say something, (laughs) people just aren't out of themselves enough to do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Project 333. Yeah, absolutely. Courtney Carver. Yeah, I'm Um, all over that. Yeah. You know what, Sean, it's funny you say that because I was so into that for a while. I think it was like maybe what, two years or something, Peg, mm-hmm. that I even did yeah. the app where you keep track of oh, what amazing. you wore every day. I have <laughs> the amount of data. I mean, I did eventually stop doing it. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it would be pretty easy to do for you because it would just be the same shirt every day. You could just clock it in on the app. Exactly. I've never heard of this. Project 333, man. You wear 33 yeah. items of clothes for three months. Okay. And it turns out no one actually cares or notices. So no. It's, it's a bit of an eye-opener, if I'm honest. Um, it is. So yeah, I mean, in, ter- in terms of habit tracking and things like that for the last little while, uh, yeah, I've lost some, um, but I, I've also gained some. That's what mm. I, that's the, the positive I would I would say I have I've certainly gained um, a new appreciation for what is actually essential. Um, yeah, that word has been thrown around quite a lot lately. You know, yes. and the essential shops and things like that. And it turns out I actually don't need that much. Who knew? Yeah, that is actually a really interesting point, Sean. <laughs> I just got chills when you said that because I was thinking of the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. I don't know if that's something you're familiar with. Absolutely, but it is. It is interesting that that word has been coming up about essential workers lately and, Mm -hmm. you know, going out like, you know, your car trips are those essential. And it is, you know, we were saying like, this has really made things come into focus of what is really important. So I think that that's a great word to kind of be focused on right now. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a buzzword at the minute. It might be word of the year, either that or social distancing. Um, (laughs) What I will give that though is social distancing, just on a, on a side note is I hope that's how we cue for things now. I agree. It's uh, personal space is brilliant. You know, swing my arms around and things like that. It's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's been one of the things that I've been kind of thinking, why have we not just been doing this all along? (laughs) (laughs) Because the queue is a mile long. There's only 40 people in it. (laughs) There's that too. But it is nice having the personal space. I do not mind Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I'm guessing we probably have to wrap up because I think, Peg, you are about to uh, have another patient as we're in between patients right now. Yeah, and I just wanted to like jump back in on that um, about the clothing because I always just wore regular clothes all the time in my job as a chiropractor. But now our regulatory body has made it that I have to have work clothes and I have mm. to change into them when I get to the office and then change out of them back into my street clothes before I leave and bring them in a plastic bag and put them in the laundry. So I bought three tops and three pairs of pants and they're the same clothes and there's no decision anymore about what I, may- I wear other than like Perfect. pick one of the three shirts. And it's kind of liberating to not even have to think about it. So this is kind of the same thing that you're talking about with your black or your gray shirts, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. That that happened by accident. I realized I had two of them and then I wore one straight after the other. And then someone thought I was wearing the same t-shirt. I said, no, it's different. And then I decided to annoy them and then do it again. And then (laughs) screw from there. And I got rid of all the other ones. So here we are. But it is liberating because I I often do make a joke when I get dressed and like, oh, what will it be today? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Such a decision. You know, so it's great. I love it. Well, it's been so great to chat with you guys. And it's it's nice to see your faces. And I mean, in in amongst so much change, I mean, this is the way we've always communicated. So it's like nothing is different. It's the same. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody look over here and smile. I'm taking a photo of us. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, one more. <laughs> All right, I'll put that on the socials. Oh, nice. wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Oh, well, just on a side note, Pei, you're, I know you're a, a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this is a completely random question, totally Love it. Um, Love out, of, it. out of the blue. But have you ever, you've probably heard of this thing called a spine deck, haven't you? Mm, no. Oh, wonderful. It's, I don't know, what you, I don't know what it, how you even describe it. It's like a piece of plastic that one of them lies flat and the other one kind of curves and you lie on it. Oh, I've seen, I've seen something like that on the internet. I didn't yeah. know that that's what it was called. Okay. Yeah. And have you experimented with it? No, I'm thinking about buying it though. Okay. I think it's worth it? Maybe. It, I, my best best advice for any gadget or piece of equipment for stretching mm. or exercise or whatever, the best thing is something that you'll use consistently and regularly. So if you will use it consistently and regularly, it's worth it. Yeah, that's a good point. My foam roller works wonders on that. Yeah. Um, actually, I have a question, Peg. Have you got any like self-massage techniques or tips? That sounded bad. <laughs> that's terrible Dave come on that's because like I, I like getting massages regularly because I get really like stiff shoulders and you know I guess because I don't have a proper workspace but like you know neck and shoulders if I don't get them seen to I get tension headaches 
and so yeah. I need to I need to deal with that. Well, um, Sean just mentioned a foam roller, and a foam roller wow. you can use to sort of massage every area of your body and to loosen up those muscles. So you know, it can loosen up the the glutes and the legs and the upper back, and depending on how you use it. So yeah, it's super um, painful, man. So um, yeah, well, I've kind of got this like. Um, I've forgotten what it's called, but it's quite a, like a, it's a big tube that's got like lots of bumps on it. That's, it's not. Oh yeah, that's a foam roller. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be the same thing. But it's, it's yeah. I, <laughs> I've used a tennis ball actually. You know, you yeah. put a tennis ball yeah, in the wall and like that. But it's it does it still doesn't go deep enough, and you just get in there. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to wait until phase okay. two or whatever it is that you can get back to your massage therapist. Yeah, it's a good so. idea actually. Never mind, never mind. At all. But but yeah, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll, we're going to leave you on that note to go back to your patients. And that's good. It gets her back into that headspace. Right. She needs exactly. to get into, back into Boom. Boom. Yes. in the zone. Yeah. Well, it was great. great talking to you guys. You too, you too, you ladies. too. Excellent. All right. All right. Stay we well. Speak to you later. Take care. Right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We hope that you enjoyed listening to our conversation with Sean and Dave from the Scottish Improvement Project podcast. For questions or comments, send us an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter at jcouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. And if this episode was helpful or entertaining at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. That's the number one way that new listeners find our podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. So search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I love those Scots. Yeah, they're pretty fantastic. And it was cool to get their perspective on the pandemic. It's kind of neat how it sort of seems like it's just happening to you, even though you know it's not just happening to you. And when I say you, I mean yeah. like us around here. Yes. And then you have you talk to somebody on the other side of the world and it really is global. Everybody's dealing with it. And I was astounded by how similarly handled and how things were going over there. Like that was interesting too. Like yeah. to know that you know, we have these people we talk to and they're, they live so far away, but we're having parallel experiences. Yeah. It's, um, strange days indeed, my friend. Mm -hmm. But they, they are always so nice to chat with such just genuinely nice people. And, you know, to think like, otherwise we would have never, ever had a reason to talk to two random guys from Scotland. I know. It's so cool. So funny. The world is entertaining, isn't it? The internet is great. It is.